Hi, welcome to episode six of the Fix Your Sex Podcast, where we talk all things sex. I am your host, Amina, and I'm a sex coach, tantric body worker, and all-around sexual revolutionary. We're here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are having bad sex in the 21st century, and hopefully providing you with some solutions and tips for great sex for the rest of your lives. Quick disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups, and there are sensitive topics being discussed, so... If you are under 18 or conversations about sex and the usage of profanity bother you, you might want to leave. You've been warned. So, on today's show, I am going to talk about FOSTA and SESTA in the sex industry. Um, I'm also going to talk about Yoni Massage and about being a healing lover. As usual, if I don't run too long, I will answer a couple of questions left for me. Um, via the interwebs. So let's get started. Um, Before I start, actually, I want to invite all of you to come out to my upcoming workshop and performance on Friday the 13th at the Blue Bisque Art Gallery in in Atlanta. It's going to be a fun evening, a sexy evening. I'm going to teach some of the basics of Tantra and Tantric Touch. And then I'm going to perform the sacred dance that is one of my tantric touch sessions. So, um, and then I'll open up for questions at the end. My sessions, um, my tantric touch sessions are very, very involved and very intimate. And I just want to have the opportunity to share that with you so that you can see, um, you know, what the magic looks like. And it's also a very beautiful dance. And I think that, um, you'll enjoy it. So, Wine and will be poured as usual with all of my events. I'm a wine drinker, and so I like to share that. Um, there also will be some light vegan appetizers available for you to snack on throughout, and tickets are only 20 bucks. So even if you just drink wine and eat vegan nosh and don't like the show, which I doubt, um, then you'll still feel like you've gotten a deal. So um, because the performance, though, does involve a lot of nudity, you have to be 21 um, at least to attend. And I only have about 20 seats left, a little over 20 seats left. So if you think you can make it, go to my website and click on the events tab to buy tickets. And I hope I get to see you there. So now we can talk. Um, talk about FOSTA and um, SESTA for a little bit. Um, because I'm really struggling with my American residency at this point. This administration clearly enjoys pussy, but really hates women. And it's just really hard. Um, it's a hard space to be in, especially in my line of work here in the States right now. So for those of you that don't know, on Wednesday, the Senate passed um, what is called the Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act, um, 97 to 2. And it, it basically amended... Um, a part of the Communications Decency Act, which um, protected online publishers from um, being held liable for uh, people posting on their website. So for Facebook, Craigslist, um, you know, Tinder, whoever um, was protected if I wanted to go and advertise um, any sexual service on one of those websites, I was the only one that was liable before Wednesday. Now with that law now passed, 
what that's done is it's shut down, as many of you probably know or have heard of all the bad outcry, it shut down some, you know, things as simple as Craigslist personal ads um, because some women were using that to, to reach clients. And, um, and yeah, it, a Facebook erotic, the erotic review is down. Some of my friends that are sex workers have lost their Gmail accounts. Um, they've been banned from certain websites. Reddit has taken down, um, any forms that talk about sex work. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a crazy time to me, um, a month ago, FOSTA was passed and that was, um, the fight online sex trafficking acts, what that stands for. And, um, that was passed in the house and that made posting or hosting online prostitution as a federal crime. So the reason why this matters so much to me, um, because first of all, I, I support sex workers. I am a sex worker, even though what I type of work I do is not, um, in my mind, considered prostitution. Prostitution can be very liberally defined depending on who, um, who's calling it what it is. So, um, so the word, you know, the, when they put something like online prostitution ads, that's really wide. For instance, I'm, I'm in Hawaii right now and here in Hawaii, a couple of years ago, they passed a law that said, um, you know, any service that was deemed sexual was prostitution. So if, for instance, professional dom work is no longer allowed in Hawaii, it doesn't matter if there's, you know, two people that never take their clothes off, <laughs> you just can't do it. Um, legally here anymore. So it's really, you know, it's up to whichever asshole wants to say what is prostitution and what isn't. And, um, and that's, you know, problematic in so many ways, but, um, it's also censorship in the worst way. And I feel like, you know, for those of us, I'm a veteran and, for those of us that are, you know, that have served or that are serving in the military and we're supposed to be upholding all of these um, values that we really respect as, as American values, censorship is one of the ones that we, you know, we, we, we fight against. Um, we fight against it in, in every other country. And here we are um, legalizing censorship. It's just a really scary time. And I think that it's really time for us to wake up um, and realize that the government is doing things that you might not think affects you. Like maybe you heard that this was getting passed. Maybe on Twitter you saw some um, some murmurs about it and thought it didn't affect you. And it does because this is not just an attack on sex workers, but with um, with personal ads and Craigslist going down, that's also an attack on anyone that's not mainstream sex, like, you know, um, swingers and, um, queer identified people, closeted men, uh, closeted gay men who are able to explore their sexuality through personal ads on Craigslist, um, with some, with, with a bit of anonymity, 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 by being anonymous, <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble with my words. Anyway, um, so all of that is is really just jacked up in so many ways. Um, if you are if you practice any type of sex that's on the fringe, 
Um, it's you are, you know, you, you just lost basically all the ways that you can access that. I mean, sure. FetLife is still there, but FetLife is going to have to make some changes. There's a lot that just changed with this and it's just little by little taking away at our rights, our, our ability to have autonomy over our bodies, over our sexual choices, over how we choose to express ourselves and live. And it's also very ironic that during this time where, you know, gun violence is really the conversation that we want to be having, that they're, um, you know, sneaking these rule, these laws under the table, so to speak, although, you know, it wasn't really that much under the table. And, and voting for, I mean, the, the FOSTA Act passed tw- um, like 300, what was the number? Let me go, 388 to 25. I mean, we're not talking about, we're talking about a complete, <laughs> you know, like this, these are bipartisan acts. This is the only thing that they seem to agree on, right? That, that that we don't deserve to have autonomy. And they're doing it under the guise of sex trafficking, which is horrible because what they've basically done is made it more dangerous for victims that are being sex trafficked. Um, most, most women that are using online forums to sell sex are not victims of, of sex trafficking. We know this. We know that the murder rate for prostitutes went down tremendously with, um, with online forums being available to them, um, online forums that, that involved possibilities to screen clients better, um, that allow women to get off of the streets and, and to be seen. And now they're being driven into, um, driven underground and, and out of our view and, and into, um, the view of predators that prey on those that are most vulnerable, which are people who don't have a voice. So thank you, administration, for taking away the voice of women and for setting us back about 25 years um, after we had made so, so much progress. So anyway, I like to talk about happy sex things, but that's on my mind and bothering me. And I'm really, um, really sad for my friends that are sex workers as well. And I'm putting together resources, um, uh, other ways in which people can reach clients because I have been doing this for so long. I think that I have access to some other venues. If you are listening and you have access to some, please let me know. Reach out to me. Shoot me an email um, because I would love to have a couple of um, a couple of calls that help women access um, their their right to to exist and prosper in a way that they are able to. So um, I'm gonna leave it at that. Speaking of pussy, um, we'll go Yoni Massage. So I posted um, about Yoni Massage quite a bit this week and over this month, I always post about Yoni Massage. I um, just want to talk about like why you should get a Yoni Massage if you haven't, or why you should encourage your wife or lover or sister, mother, friend to explore um, receiving yoni massage, and 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 why you should probably learn if you are someone who is a lover of women, and um, that you should learn how to give a yoni massage. Now, 
of course, uh, shameless plug, right? I'm a sex coach. I can help you, but you don't really have to hire me. You can learn some basics of yoni massage online. Um, I often have resources and um, can point you in directions. If you look at my blog on um, fearlessgift.org, you'll see different things where I talk about, you know, the books and techniques and stuff like that often. So you don't have to hire me per se. It's always more fun when you do. But uh, you can hire somebody else in your community. Um, you, it's just really important, I think, to take a moment and actually learn how to correctly honor the yoni. Um, and massage is one amazing way to do it. It allows women to learn to be the receiver. And this is important because most women live in a space where they are always responsible for giving, right? That's just their role. Um, We are the moms, we are the aunties. We are expected to prepare the food with this, you know, social norms and our, our, you know, natural nurture. Um, it, It sends us into give mode all the time. And so women oftentimes have a hard time being able to receive. And this is problematic in so many ways, but it, it, it manifests itself in, in blockages through our chakra system. And it also um, can manifest itself through disease and illness um, and stress, not being able to be enough or give enough or feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. All of these things come from not really being able to receive um, a very common thing I see with women is it's hard for women to even receive a compliment oftentimes. Compliments a woman, oh my God, you look so beautiful today. Usually the thank you is preceded by or followed by um, either an insult to themselves, like, oh, this this dress is, I got this from sale, it was from, you know, it's on clearance, like, please don't place that much value on me and how I look. Or, um, or they'll return it with a compliment immediately. Oh, thanks. You do too. And so, um, it's learning to receive is so hard. I was sitting with friends last night and we were talking about, I always tell people, I think the 69 position is a scam. And I kept saying, it's just a position. It's, I don't encourage lovers. I mean, you do what you want to do. Go ahead and have 69, you know, have at it every now and then. But I just don't encourage lovers to to focus on 69 as a regular part of any sex model because it just does the same thing. It's like, here, I want to, you know, I want to eat your pussy. But at the same time, here's a task for you to do. Here's something for you to engage in while I eat your pussy. Instead of just laying here and learning to be a receiver and receiving all of this good head I'm about to give you, I want you to also work on me. And so, um, ladies, stop 69 and for real, or at least slow it down quite a bit, like move away from that as a regular part of your sex, just lay there, bite a pillow, moan, expand your throat chakra and feel pleasure, feel loved, feel honored. So anyway, I digress. Um, (laughs) So it helps to learn, it helps you to learn women to learn how to be the receiver. It um, also helps women to learn what or experience um, what how divine our energy is, right? When you when I'm giving a yoni massage to a woman, they get to experience all of the heat 
and the energy that their body creates. It's a very powerful, overwhelming feeling for women. Um, it consumes the entire body. You're, you know, when done correctly, every part of you is, is tingling or zinging or just full of life. And that is what it's supposed to be like, right? So it allows women to really experience and, and learn about what that energy looks like and feels like, to see it, to experience it. And that's something that we don't, you know, we move through our sexual lives and that's not what happens. Our, our goal, um, we, you know, we're goal-oriented when we have sex. We want to come. We're having sex because we want to have an orgasm. And I think it's really important that, you know, Yoni Massage creates, it holds space for women who, to give them, you know, permission to not be on the clock for orgasm. Like that's, if you have an orgasm, that's awesome. But if you have 17 orgasms, that's awesome too. But you don't have to, there's no pressure. There's just the pressure for you to experience pleasure. And it expands the way that you get to view um, what pleasure looks like in sexuality. And it expands the way that you get to feel things that, you know, you... There's no, um, there's two pr- things that are priceless. There's no amount of money or, or gifts that can be, um, exchanged for finding what your pleasure center is and learning what that looks like and experiencing it for just what it is, just to be in a state of pleasure and bliss. So, and, and it's hard. Also, I just want to say for any woman out there that's had a yoni massage and thought, well, I had a yoni massage. I didn't get it. I didn't really come. It was awkward. And so I never went back and I don't even recommend it. Right. I hear that at times. I want to tell you that um, you're right. It is hard. The first time you get a yoni massage, it's very challenging, especially um, if you're not as in tune with your own yoni, if you're not someone that masturbates on a regular basis and you, um, you know, you don't, you, you, a lot of women don't know, you know, what their pussy truly looks like and feels like at the same time. So now you're presenting this flower to someone else, someone who might be somewhat of a stranger to you. My clients, you know, when they first come see me, they haven't met me before many of them. And so there's this you know, newness where now they're opening up themselves to me and they've never, um, they've never seen me before and they don't know what kind of judgments I'm going to have about the way their yoni looks or smells. And these are things that women carry into the bedroom and we carry into, um, into treatment for a yoni. Like what, I don't know if this, if I can do this, it's, it's challenging. It's not, you know, it's scary. It's uncomfortable, but growth is uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to be willing to do the work and stay there, you know, be, be present for yourself, be pleasant for your pussy. Um, that's a t-shirt, be present for your pussy. Let me make a note of that. But, um, <laughs> I'm sure my family will love it when I wear that to a gathering. Um, so anyway, if you've had a yoni massage and you've experienced some some challenges around it, that's okay. So just know that um, that your feelings are valid. Honor them, um, and and think about what was uncomfortable. Think about where your head was, maybe, 
or what you didn't like and voice that. Voice that to yourself out loud. Write it down. Voice it to your practitioner or your lover, whoever's offering the massage. And just, you know, know that you can be safe, You that you've entrusted someone to embark on this journey with. And, and it's okay. You get to be safe in that and and that this the healing you are worthy of the healing that comes with yoni massage so i mean there's so many things that there's so many ways in which yoni massage um is, is healing and i'm gonna just read from a list that i found um one of the things is yoni massage helps to break down the blockages and to release toxins to increase blood flow to sexual organs so not unlike any other massage um, as many of you know, I've been a massage therapist, a finished massage therapy school in 2004. So um, it's 14 years now of me being a massage therapist. And and this is something that's not just true about your yoni. It's true about your entire body. This is how massage therapy is healing. What happens is we don't even... I had a client recently that told me no one had touched the inside of his thighs before. Like we just are... Us, there's parts of our bodies that just are absent of touch. And it's not healthy. Um, increased blood flow helps to release hormones. It helps to stimulate uh, both sexual and brain function. Um, it helps with things like memory loss and back pain and poor circulation, decreased libido. Um, pe- women that are going into menopause, um, women that need help to get past trauma that is associated with their sexual organs. So, Girls are told from age, you know, three, when we start walking around and we start tugging at our, at our labia, our moms were like, stop doing that. It feels good. That's why babies do it. So mothers stop doing that. Um, you know, tell them to go in the room and do it or tell them not to do it in public if they can, but don't shame them from, from touching themselves because that's a lot of trauma comes around that you start learning from as a little girl that your pussy is bad and it's not to be touched or played with. And it, it creates so much shit that we carry around down there. So, um, and then there's, you know, greater traumas, right? There's assaults and even childbirth is traumatic. Childbirth is majorly traumatic to the pussy. And and bodies, our, our muscles have memory and it holds that. So, you know, going back to a place of pleasure where there's a re- where we're able to release some of this trauma and um, some of these trapped emotions from our, our yoni, it's, it's really important for us as women to, to do it. It also um, can help with female ejaculation. As you start to become more aware of your yoni, um, you can um, lubricate a little more easily and you can ejaculate a little more easily. So um, women that have a problem, a hard time ejaculating or have never ejaculated before and think that they can't, it's not true. You can ejaculate, um, but you have shit going on down there. And so, um, and a lot of it, I mean, you know, there's, there was a monologue in, in the vagina monologues that was about a squirter um, and how she, you know, the first time it happened, how embarrassed she was. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was the last time she had sex. There's all these issues that women have hangups, right? We, we need to work on releasing those. Um, also, it really helps you to become sexually aroused more quickly. Um, it, like I said, you get, you know, more lubrication, you get, you find yourself more connected to your pussy. 
it's amazing what happens then, how the doors open, how you find your lovers, how your lovers find you, your soulmates find you, how you become more of the feminine that you want to be because you have this in you and you it's repressed. It's locked in, it's bolted down. And as you start to open up and free your mind and reconnect with your pussy and reconnect with your divine, um, yeah, that is the aura that you walk around with. And people see that, they smell it, they want to be around it. And you find yourself attracting, as my grandma used to say, water seeks its own level. So you find yourself leveling up um, to where you're supposed to be. So get a yoni massage. Tell your friends and family to get one. Learn how to do perform one on your partner. Please um, learn how to be a healing lover. You know, that's really what it is. Um, my... My dream in life, my goal in life, I guess I should say, my goal in sex life, and my sex life is life, so, um, is to always be a place of refuge for my lovers, um, and that they are also a place of refuge for me, and my bed is a place of refuge, it is a, a holy altar that we worship each other on, and we... I think are so used to just having, we grow up with regular sex, right? We, we learn at 14, 15, 16, we learn to become aware of our sexuality. If we, when it, whenever we start having sex, it's regular sex. It's, it's historic sex, if you will. It's just you, you know, doing what you do because it's, you know, it's, you're supposed to do it. You, many of us don't think about why we're having sex. And so this continues on throughout our entire lives and we just end up being um being with lovers that we don't really necessarily want you know want to be with in the way that we are we're we're doing it because it's what we're supposed to do and we're not necessarily providing all the um healing that that we can provide through through love and through sex Sex is so healing. It is, um, it is medicine, you know, you, it, it, and I'm not just talking about sexual intercourse. I say this all the time. I'm talking about any type of sexual exchange, sexual energy exchange, um, whether it's yoni massage or lingam massage or whether it's naked cuddles or, you know, just making out, um, frittage, whatever it is that you do. Um, in your sex space, um, it's, it's healing. It releases, um, you know, hormones that, that, uh, that we need to have released through our body. Uh, it helps us, like I mentioned, it helps us to relieve issues around trauma, but sex can also release hormones that help with chronic pain and, and depression. Um, it provides space for us to have spiritual growth and evolution. I know that for me, that's been a huge part of my journey is that I'm um, definitely much more connected to myself and to the universe through sex. I am more aware of my presence and I am aware of how my presence impacts others, how my speech impacts others and how the speech of others impacts me. Um, that was some, some serious spiritual growth that I had that I needed to experience. And I have been able to do that through sex. Um, 
You know, there's no no preacher in the world was going to be able to help me evolve in the way that I've been able to evolve spiritually by connecting with my own self, my own body, and by sharing true love and authentic touch and authentic, you know, sex with a partner that also is striving for that. And that sex magic that you create, that that goal, those goals that you make and and as you move into sexual relationships really help to, to to manifest healing. So um so be a healing lover. Work to find ways but first of all, work to have conscious sex. Be aware of why you're having sex. And it's okay if you're just having sex because you want to nut, but be aware that that's why you're having sex. And and be conscious of your partner that they're aware that that's why you're having sex because we get so much mixed up with our sex and our love and our likes and our emotions that having sex because you want to nut is a perfectly good reason to have sex. I mean, it feels great. Um, but oftentimes we're not on the same page. Oftentimes we don't think about it. So we're not really aware that we're doing that. Uh, and so we can actually damage ourselves and others through sex by not being conscious of why we're having it, by just moving through the world, fucking um, without without setting an intention or without even having an intention and, and not really being aware of how that affects our partner or how they're moving in sex. So again, um, just be more aware and more present and, and work towards being that place of refuge for for your lovers and, and, you know, see where that goes for you. I'd love to hear some feedback for those of you that are already embarking on a more conscious and those of you that are starting your journey or, you know, planning to start one. I would love to hear from you too. Let me know what, you know, what's working for you or where your fears are. You can always email me um, through my website, which is www.fearlessgift.com. Dot org that's fearless as in without fear gift like a present dot org um and you'll see you can always email me through there so yeah um anyway as we kind of wrap up today's podcast i wanted to address a couple questions um let's see i had um oh i know it I, so one of my questions um i had uh, a woman that's married and she was talking about how, uh, you know, I had posed a question about medication in a group that I'm in and wanted to know if what, you know, what the men, if the men had a dick strategy, because dicks don't work forever, right? They just don't, um, <laughs> for the most part, pussies will work forever. Dicks sh- don't necessarily always work forever. Pussies don't always work forever ever either, but Um, ours is, you know, ours is not, there's not a requirement in our head. And I do coach soft entry for, for penis and vagina sex. Um, but so you don't have to get hard, but you know, our society, the way that we think the man's dick is supposed to be nice and hard and erect. And when it stops doing that, it can really play a role or, um, on, on relationships or it just does. Um, and so men, I ask you, you know, you can feel free to email me. What do you have a dick strategy? What is it? How much of your self-esteem and self-worth is in your dick and the ability for your dick to please a woman? And, and is that the only way that 
that you're able to please a woman sexually is just through penis and vagina sex. Um, Dan Savage often talks about how boring heterosexual heterosexual sex is. And I must admit he has a point for the most part because so many people that are having heterosexual sex are just doing this same routine. It's like kisses, hugs, maybe a little oral, penis and vagina. And that's, it. you know, there's maybe some variation here and there, but that's really, it doesn't matter how long it is, whether it's two minutes or 45 minutes, it's pretty much the same routine, right? Um, maybe a couple of position switch, but that's, that's it. That's all you got. Um, so I, what else are you doing in your sex life? How, what are your other things that you're doing when you're having sex as, that are a part of your sex? So that if you, you know, have to go on some medication tomorrow, um, that do that kind of medication, cholesterol medication, for instance, or high blood pressure medication, or, you know, chemotherapy medication. Like there's all kinds of things that will change. Will that affect your relationship? Will that affect your ego and the way that you communicate with your lover? What's your dick strategy? Develop one. Work on one. Think about what that looks like. Create a better sex, um, sexual experience so that you know it's not just centered around your penis when you're having sex. So that it's, you know, if something goes wrong, it's not just like, oh, well, I'll just pop a Viagra because you can't on some medications. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the feedback questions that we kind of, it was a conversation, not really a question. I have the question. And that's what's your dick strategy. So feel free to email me with what your dick strategy is. Please do not include dick pics. I will put them on blast. Um the only other question that I want to talk about today before I let you guys go is, um, I get this often, do I provide extras? Or the other one that I often get is, do I provide tantrum massage for men? I think because so much of my talking is focused to women um, or to working with women, there's a reason for that. Um, women are a lot, men are looking for sex. Men are looking for sexual things, for sexual experiences, So men find me. I don't really have to reach out, right? I don't have to do a lot of advertising to reach men. Um, Men will Google, you know, Real Sex 102 will come on and somebody mentions Tantric Massage. You'll Google Tantric Massage. You'll find me in Google search. It's kind of that easy. So for me, it's um, it's not as hard, even though I still do advertise to men. A lot of the, the reason why there's a, you know, uh, why there's a predominant advertising towards women is because I'm still working very much to increase female awareness of the power of our pussies and the joy that we're allowed to have, the pleasure that we are worthy of receiving. Um, so yes, I do work on men. I work on men every day. Uh, most of my clients are men. So that's that's that. Um, do I provide extras? I really don't know what that even means. I assume, though, whatever any of you write that, that you are talking about sex. And the answer is always no. Um, So I just want to make sure that that's clear. I have loving sex partners. And I enjoy my spiritual connection with my my lovers. And I am not here to... um, to be your sex partner, I'm your coach. Steve Kerr does not play basketball. So my goal is if I'm working on you in body work, the experience is wholly um, healing and truly amazing. And if you haven't come to see me, you should. 
But if you're coming to see me thinking that, you know, with an extra tip or this or that, you're going to get um, something more that's not, it's just not going to happen. So, and I don't think it happens for most women that are offering Tantra. Um, if you are looking at, and you should be able to tell that by the website. If you read through my website, the questions are answered repeatedly, repeatedly. I even have a frequently asked questions section. So to just to make it easier, you can just skip right to that. Anyway, that's all I got today. So in the words of my favorite bunny on TV, that's all folks. Or was that Porky Pig? That was Porky Pig. Um, Thank you for tuning in and for being a part of my journey. And I look forward to having you around for the next one. Hopefully I get to meet you on April 13th at my event. If you have any questions about it, let me know. If you would like to be a vendor there, I do have two tables left for vendors. So feel free to hit me up. You can call me directly. Again, numbers on the website. Um, Otherwise, just go have some great sex. Aloha and a hui ho.